0: No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible,
1: the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where the returning exiles restore worship by building an altar on the original site. Next, they lay the temple foundation. It's a strange combination of rejoicing and weeping. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Ezra chapter 3 on Simply
0: the Bible. Building programs are exciting and stressful times. There is excitement over the new possibilities, but there's stress because there never seems to be enough money and things always seem to take longer than you think. And then, of course, there is the opportunity for disagreements. Should the carpet be blue or green? As the Jews prepared to rebuild the temple in Jerusalem, after their long captivity in Babylon, we will see that there was both joy and sorrow. We continue today in Ezra chapter 3. And when the seventh month had come, and the children of Israel were in the cities, the people gathered together as one man, to Jerusalem then Jeshua the son of Jozadak and his brethren the priests and Zerubbabel the son of Shealtiel and his brethren arose and built the altar of the God of Israel to offer burnt offerings on it as it is written in the law of Moses the man of God though fear had come upon them because of the people of those countries they set the altar on its bases and they offered burnt offerings on it to the Lord, both the morning and evening burnt offerings. We don't know how long the returning exiles had been in Jerusalem before the seventh month came. Presumably, they took time to build houses for themselves and to clear the rubble from the old temple. The seventh month was in September-October. The people gathered together as one man in Jerusalem. I'd like to point out that this was a time of spiritual revival. It was a time when God was doing a fresh work of His Spirit in and through His people. Such times of revival are always exciting. They begin with God's people coming together in one accord. As it says in Psalm 133, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, Life forevermore. We see the same thing happening at the birth of the church in Acts chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting we would love to see a fresh work of God's Spirit in our day. We would love to see hearts transformed by the genuine fire of the Holy Spirit. But we would not expect to see this apart from unity in the church. Now, maybe the outpouring of the Spirit will bring this unity, or maybe the Spirit will be poured out as a result of people laying down their differences and worshiping Christ together. Either way, When God's people come together to worship him as one person, we can expect God to show up and command the blessing, life forevermore. Now, the first thing they did was to build the altar of the Lord and to offer burnt offerings on it according to the scripture. They had a physical structure to build, but first they needed to build the spiritual lives of the people. And that is always the proper order. As Jesus said in Matthew 6, 33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. So how is your family doing? How are your finances? How is your mental health? Do you have the right priorities? Are you beginning by building the altar of worship in your home? Are you taking time to gather your family members to open God's word and pray for one another? God has given us the prescribed method that if we put him first, if we meditate on his word and call on his name, then he will take care of the rest. We must give him the first part of our lives and not the leftovers. So many other things demand our attention. If we don't fight to make family worship a priority, then it simply won't happen. It is interesting that to some degree, they were afraid to build this altar because of how it could draw fire from the surrounding peoples who would feel threatened. Confederate General Stonewall Jackson said, never take counsel of your fears. And actor John Wayne said, courage is being scared to death and saddling up anyway. We cannot allow the fear of what others think to hinder us from openly worshiping God. Jesus places a high value on us, boldly declaring that we are his followers. Matthew 10.32 says, Therefore, whoever confesses me before men, him, I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, him, I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. We are called to courageously let our light shine, not to be obnoxious, but to be open about our faith. Verse 4, they also kept the Feast of Tabernacles, as it is written, and offered the daily burnt offerings in the number required by ordinance for each day. The Feast of Tabernacles lasted for a week. They would build shelters and live in them, thus commemorating their wilderness experience after they left Egypt. Afterwards, they offered the regular burnt offering and those for the new moons and for all the appointed feasts of the Lord that were consecrated and those of everyone who willingly offered a freewill offering to the Lord. From the first day of the seventh month, they began to offer burnt offerings to the Lord, although the foundation of the temple of the Lord had not yet been laid. It was significant that as the people resettled in the land, that they would begin with burnt offerings, the offerings of consecration. They had been in captivity for 70 years. Those years were spent in slavery to Babylon among the Babylonian gods. Now they were consecrating themselves to worship Yahweh only. The burnt offerings were continual in the morning and evening, according to the law of Moses. It had been 70 years since this savor had risen from this altar in Jerusalem, a sweet fragrance to the Lord of the love of his people. The burnt offering always points to the consecration of Christ. God prepared a body for him, which he offered up to God as the sacrifice for us all. His life freely given to God on our behalf is a sweet savor. Likewise, how sweet it is to the Lord when we offer our consecrated lives to him. When we freely offer our bodies as a living sacrifice, it brings the remembrance of our love and worship. Before the throne of grace verse 7 they also gave money to the masons and the carpenters and food drink and oil to the people of Sidon and Tyre to bring cedar logs from Lebanon to the sea to Joppa according to the permission which they had from Cyrus king of Persia Sidon and Tyre were Phoenician coastal cities known for their harvesting of cedar trees Solomon had hired them to bring the original cedar logs for the construction of the temple. And now they were repeating the process, floating those logs in the Mediterranean to the port of Joppa. Now, in the second month of the second year of their coming to the house of God at Jerusalem, Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, Jeshua, the son of Jozadak, and the rest of their brethren, the priests and the Levites, and all those who had come out of the captivity to Jerusalem, began work and appointed the Levites from 20 years old and above to oversee the work of the house of the Lord. Then Jeshua, with his sons and brothers, Cadmiel, with his sons, and the sons of Judah, arose as one to oversee those working on the house of God, the sons of Hanadad, with their sons and their brethren, the Levites. It took them seven months to gather the materials and prepare for laying the foundation of the temple. Zerubbabel was the governor and Jeshua was the high priest. They appointed the Levites to oversee the laying of the foundation. When the builders laid the foundation of the temple of the Lord, The priests stood in their apparel with trumpets and the Levites, the sons of Asaph, with cymbals to praise the Lord according to the ordinance of David, king of Israel. And they sang responsively, praising and giving thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever toward Israel. Then all the people shouted with a great shout when they praised the Lord because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid notice the unity of everybody involved while the builders were laying the foundation the priests and levites were leading the worship then the rest of the congregation gave a great shout and praised the lord every church building project should begin with such joyful unified spontaneous praise and worship but many of the priests and levites and heads of the father's houses old men who had seen the first temple Wept with a loud voice when the foundation of this temple was laid before their eyes. Yet many shouted aloud for joy, so that the people could not discern the noise of the shout of joy from the noise of the weeping of the people. The people shouted with a loud shout, and the sound was heard afar off. The younger people, who had never seen Solomon's temple in its glory, were excited to begin work on the temple. They were filled with joy as they praised the Lord. But the older priests, Levites, and heads of the fathers' houses, who had seen the first temple, wept with a loud voice when the foundation was being laid. Why? Well, they remembered Solomon's temple in all its glory. They saw this work as being inferior. Or perhaps they wept because they realized how much they had lost by failing to worship the Lord back then. Either way, it certainly must have dampened the spirits of the young people who were overjoyed to see this new work of God. We who are older must be careful not to quench the spirit by comparing what God is doing today to the glory days of the past. Sometimes we may over-romanticize those days, But the greater danger is that we can discourage the young generation who is experiencing a fresh relationship with God. The older generation needs the enthusiasm of young people, and the younger generation needs the wisdom and experience of their elders. How marvelous it is when both young and old can appreciate each other for the gifts they bring to the body of Christ. I believe that God wants to bring spiritual revival in our day, He wants to see his people come together as one person to worship him. He wants to see our lives offered to him as living sacrifices. We need to pray with expectation as though we believe that can really happen. This fresh work of the Spirit will look different from previous works. We who are older must resist the temptation to compare what God does now to what he did in the past. Rather, let us be quick to recognize the work of God's Spirit in this generation, and let us be those who gently breathe on these embers until the fires of revival come. There may indeed be weeping as we sorrow over lost opportunities or our own sins, but let that godly sorrow soon give way to the joy of the Lord that is our strength. You've been listening to
1: Simply the Bible, the the through-the-Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. If you have questions or comments, please call or text us at 208- 319-4860 Three one nine forty eight sixty. that's 208-319-4860 tomorrow we'll see that as soon as the returning exiles begin temple construction they are opposed by their enemies when you're doing god's will expect opposition we hope you'll join us as we continue through the book of ezra on simply the bible